Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. Listening to the Recovery Radio podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I am your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. website to recoveryradiokmp3.com and to get the books go to sarcasticbigbook.com and as always I am so glad you're here with me I don't know if your day is just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle but desire to drink. I'm all fired up today. So many things I always want to talk about. My passion for wanting to share the experience that I have in a way that it's not like a crusading or like an evangelist. It's just, it knows no bounds. I think about it all the time. But I want to deliver it in a way that is congruent with the chapter working with others. So I I know normally that means shut up. Don't say anything. Just concentrate on your demonstration. When I first had an experience with the 12 steps I wanted to go around. And I did go around and preach and tell people what they needed to do and they needed God and how they needed to do it and how they needed to get God. And I didn't help any of those people, not really. I mean, none of them stayed sober. You know, the chapter of working with others is pretty specific. And it tells, tells me a lot of things not to do. So usually that means don't say anything. In my experience, usually carrying the message is not saying anything. Not doing something. Is doing something. For me, not doing something is in action. It's an action. And usually that's the the right answer. That's usually helpful. 
in my experience. I have a lot of passion. I have a lot of opinions. I make a lot of plans. I have a lot of... I have a lot firing me. And... But... Big Book says that our real purpose, our job now, is to be of maximum helpfulness and service to God and everyone around me. That's my that's my job now. And I have learned through experience that being bossy and pushy and telling people what to do and <clears throat> preaching is very ineffective. It uh, looks effective. Here's the tricky part. It looks effective for sometimes quite a while. Sometimes it looks effective because it's very easy to get people to like do stuff that they don't want to do. And, and for a while, it looks like you're just making stuff happen. <laughs> but I have come to feel and believe that this is just not helpful. Eventually, people do exactly what they really want to do. Anyways. And then they just end up kind of resenting or blaming you, which is not helping anyone either. Bottom line, you know, the big book says, our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. Once we've entered the world of the spirit, our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. And this is not an overnight matter. It should continue for the rest of our lives. And so the principles that are in working with others are permanent. They're fixed. They're relevant every day. And there's not a lot of specifics because the principles are enough. If the principles are in order, the details solve themselves. The principles are don't talk down to another alcoholic. Don't lecture. Don't come from moral or spiritual hilltop somehow. Don't force them. Don't try to force them to do to get sober. They don't want to. Don't try to force them to take the 12 steps if they don't want to. Actually, encourage them. If they think there's a different way, encourage them to follow their own conscience. So, to be aware of all this and to think of all this and also to have been around long enough to have seen in my experience everything else fail 
mean, I'm sure there are people who are sober that I have known in different ways. I know there's some, but... I mean... I'm not speaking in general terms here, but a far more common thing for me to see is there was a guy one time I sponsored him. He had a new kid on the way and his girlfriend was getting sober too. And it's just, it was a messy situation and he was really needed to get sober. He was a, he needed to get clean. He was a heroin addict. And, um, we went through the steps and he did an inventory and he was having an experience and we did his fifth step and he had a real experience and, and he was doing really, really well had the baby and started to build things up and then just didn't keep giving it away. Didn't, didn't keep giving it away. Just, you know, the book says in the family afterward, it talks about something that I used to do a lot and I see happen a lot, which is just, wanted to hug the new treasure to myself and not give it away. It talks about it'll pay dividends for the rest of our life if we mine it for the rest of our life and insist on giving away the product. And he just stopped doing that. He stopped doing that and started to sort of spiral and become unwilling and just stopped giving it away. And when you stop giving it away, you start to rot. such a huge part of this is just giving it away. And um, I hadn't seen him for years. He relapsed. I remember <clears throat> my wife and I were going out of town and we were on our way to Vegas. And he called me and we really needed to talk and he was going through it and I pulled over. I don't know if you've ever driven on Interstate 15. California to the, the Nevada border. But there's this, you know, some dilapidated businesses along the way in these towns that are really no longer there. And there's this big diner that used to be there called Jenny Rose. And it's just a big empty building now. It's all kind of weird looking or was. I don't know. I don't even know if it's still there, but it was years ago. But I remember pulling over on the on the side of the highway and we were on vacation and it just seemed very urgent, you know, to have this conversation. So I was just there, like at Jenny Rose in this abandoned this abandoned, you know, parking structure. Looking through these windows at this, you know, trashed. business talking to this guy and he was just going on and on and he was really going through it and for some reason just a very memorable conversation you know he had relapsed and he, he was going to lose it all he didn't he was just 
it made it very confusing. He made it much more confusing than I just stopped giving it away. You know, when you, when you get out of self, you actually answer your own questions about a lot of stuff. But if you can't do that or don't do that or won't do that, everything gets really confusing and complicated. So everything was very confusing and complicated. And I just always remember that conversation because it was, it was, it was an, in- it was really intense. And I've had some intense conversations, but that was a, that was a heartbreaker. And then I didn't see him or hear from him for a long time, years. And a couple of weeks ago, I saw him at, uh, and I was at a kid's baseball game. And I saw him and his girlfriend and their two kids. And it was heartbreaking. To look at him and look at those kids. It was heartbreaking. That is the experience that that's just one of just too many stories to count that I have of people who start doing this and then just won't live it. Can't or won't just live it. Giving it away. So important. Even though a lot of times giving it away is just being there, quiet, and demonstrating as best I can. Every time I, I sit down in front of this microphone, I always want to, I want to say something that is helpful. So bad. I'm having an incredible experience. I have an understanding of Alcoholics Anonymous in the book that is uncommon. I want to share it. That's why I do this. It's not unheard of, but it's uncommon. Went to a lot of meetings this week. And I'm just, I'm just on fire. Just on fire. I just want to. understanding and effectiveness how can I what can I do each day for the man who's still sick answers will come my own house is in order but I cannot transmit something I haven't got so I try to see to it that my relationship with God is right and then the answers will come I will know how I can help who I can help All that, and I didn't even get to talk about my coffee. I didn't even touch it yet. I had a sip before I came on, but it is 
I have it in one of those cups that's like a thermos. So it's still piping hot. Well, please write me, sarcasticbigbook at gmail.com. Send me a message on Instagram, sarcastic.aa.book. I really appreciate the letters and the questions and yeah have an amazing weekend you're probably not going to be doing what i'm doing this weekend this weekend i am going to be out on the ocean the whole weekend um, for a modeling shoot called uh, the deep sea and um, <laughs> you're supposed to it's a bunch of photos that are going to like make a comparison to like the ocean and my eyes <laughs> oh my god waiter waiter I haven't called for you in a while please I'll just, just the one coffee just the one coffee and a a piece of paper, if you have one and a pen, so I can write an apology to everybody. Yeah, I'll just show myself out. Okay. If anybody needs to hear it, I will say that everything's okay. You know what? I want to say that it is really comforting uh, to know how many of you have really sick sense of humor and uh, how many of you think that. Uh, sick and stupid stuff that I talk about on here is funny. It's very comforting. It's a good feeling to know you're out there. So thank you. Anyways, I'm out of here. I do not know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving, and I hope you'll do the same.